0: The Big Rick Podcast: The best of the biggest interviews
1: from Big Rick in the morning
0: on iHeartRadio, Apple or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard. See more info now at onairwithrick.com. Good morning, Pam. It is a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, let's see. The last time I saw you, uh, I've seen I've met you several times, but the last time I saw you. I had an embarrassing moment, okay? I don't know if you remember this, but at CMA Fest, I was on the legend stage, I'm doing the announcements, and I know you're standing right behind me, and I forgot your name. (laughs) Oh, gosh. do, Do you remember that at all? I do. And I turn around and you are shooting darts at me.
2: And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Pam. Ah!" No, no, no. I wasn't shooting darts at you. My feet just hurt. I had my my heels were too high.
0: But uh, it was quite a treat to see you perform because the other two times I had met you, you were the MC at a music festival Mm -hmm. out in Idaho. And I don't think you performed there or I didn't see you perform. So it was a real treat to see on stage uh, this past spring at cma fest
2: thank, thank you thank you
0: well uh how are things going with you I, I think you've got uh what a new album dropping and you're going to be back out touring uh, when things resume later this year uh, once we get past this coronavirus stuff
2: that's right yeah um you know I, i'm i'm just kind of like everybody else just trying to uh hope that that things kind of uh settle down much sooner than later mm-hmm. and uh you know, worried for, worried for, for uh, friends and family that have, uh, you know, compromised immune systems. I mean, it's just, a, it's a hard time for a lot of people, people, you know, uh, with the job uncertainty. And then our first responders, I watch them on the news. I just can't believe uh, these incredible doctors and nurses and, you know, situations like this definitely bring out you know, the hero and so many people.
0: Yeah. And of course, uh, Pam, far off subject, but uh, I, I don't know if you knew mm-hmm. Joe Diffie. Uh, of course, Joe, as we've already heard, oh, it, no, passed I've... away. Uh, did, did you know him at all? Or? Oh, it's
2: just, I did. And what a great guy. And what a, what a wonderful, wonderful country singer. Uh, he uh, he was really well loved in and, and, and country music, Circle. I mean, he was really, really, really respected.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sad news there. Well, let's talk about some positive news, Pam. How about that? You, you, you want to start on a positive note here?
2: I'm down with that. So
0: you've got the new. With that, you've got the new album called "Looking for a Feeling." Uh, Tell us more about this album. What's it all about? What's the nuts and bolts and the story behind it?
2: Nuts and bolts of that. you know, it's been a while since I did a solo project, and and I just uh, I didn't want to do a new album just just to be doing it. I just really wanted to feel that hunger and that that drive that it takes to 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 do something. You know, anytime I make a record, I just want it to be great. You know, I've never phoned one in, and I started feeling that 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 you know that intense feeling. You know that I uh, you know actually it's kind of funny that the album is called Looking for a Feeling because I was looking for that feeling before I ever went in the studio. And I've been writing, you know, over over a period of time and I had a bunch of new songs and um, I was ready to share them. So uh, a couple of years ago, I started working on the project and um, had had a few obstacles in, in getting it done uh, during that period of time that I was working on it. Uh, Daddy passed away and uh, uh, different things like that, and you know, life—life life was happening. Uh, life never stops happening. But uh, anyway, I, I finally got it done and and out into the pipeline, so to speak. And and it's very eclectic. It's it's a a, a different sound, but you know, um, as an artist, you're always growing and changing. And um, but I think there's also uh, songs on here people will definitely recognize as as a. Uh, My Pam Tillis kind of country, so uh, there's something I I like to think there's a little something for everybody on this record. I I think I said use the word before, but I'll use it again. It's very eclectic Mm. and it's very rootsy. So um, it's all subjective. It's really hard to describe a record to anybody because everybody's going to hear something different. And that's, that's good. That's the way it's supposed
0: to be. Well, for all the fans that are listening right now, the album release date is going to be April 24th. That's like three weeks away. You know, you, you've you've been around this yeah. music scene for quite a long time, Pam. Does it ever get old, the butterflies that you get when you release a new project or a new album? How are you feeling right now?
2: No, no, no. That's a great question. And you know what? It really doesn't ever get old. Uh, and, and I did get the butterflies, you know, until I started getting the first few reviews. And it's like, you know, you, know, you breathe a deep sigh of relief. It's like, oh, they're, they, they're getting it. They're, mm-hmm. they're kind of understanding where I'm coming from. Um, uh, so um, that's been, that's, that's been uh, like I said, a, a big relief. Uh, this album has got um, a lot of '70s kind of undertones, you know. Oh. And some, some, for some people, some some people live that already, and some people are new to that. And yeah. it's fresh, you know, to like millennials. They they're kind of fascinated. That's like uh, that's like ancient history to them, but they're they're very much drawn to to a lot of the music of the '70s. And uh, I, I was hearing a lot of that flavor pop up in like Americana world and stuff. And I'm like, well, heck, those those are my roots. Ooh. You know? Yeah. So, um, anyway, well, so that's that's some of the underpinnings of the record.
0: Well, I'm excited to hear this new record. Um, also, I see here that uh, you're going to be going out on tour with kind of a who's who of women in country music. Let's see, Terry Clark, Susie Boggus on the Chicks with Hits tour, and then you're on a separate leg with Lori Morgan, the Grits and Glamour tour. How about that? that that's going to be exciting.
2: Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to work with other great women, and um, I feel like I've got a whole bunch of sisters. It's it's a good thing, and I love I love. It's fun uh, when you know a neat thing about working with our other artists the way we've been doing it. We share the stage. Is you know, it's not all on you. Uh, mm-hmm. If you like feel a little bit off one night, that other person is going to pull you through it, and and you support them, and and then the laughs. You know, there's just a lot of a lot of uh, storytelling and banter and yeah. a few digs here and there, a few good-natured digs, and uh, it's just, its uh, I feel like I've gotten so much support from, from all of those people that you just named, and it's been real great.
0: Well, you know, I was, uh, I wanted to ask you about this. When I was at CMA Fest this past summer, um, I was talking to the guys uh-huh. from Little Texas, and they were telling me that the last couple of years, they've been playing, like, some major colleges. There's definitely a resurgence of 1990s country, and 20-somethings know this music. They know the words, every word to these songs oh, from, from 90s country. Tell me about your experience with that.
2: No, it's really funny. Like, they'll come through the autograph line, and it's like, you can't possibly remember these songs. You must have been in diapers. And they're like, <laughs> no, we know them. We know them. We know all these songs. It's really funny. It's it's so heartwarming. You just don't know what it because, you know, it's not an easy business and the road isn't an easy way of life. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't have that, that kind of experience, um, gosh, I don't know how you keep going, but uh, I just love it. I love seeing grandmothers and granddaddies and and young, young families. And then they bring their little kids and oh, it's just the best feeling in the world.
0: Yeah, I don't think we give the last couple of generations enough credit with this because I feel like, like you just mentioned, you know, despite what's going on in the world nowadays and what was going on 20 years ago, I feel like a lot of these kids grew up with their, especially with a lot of grandmothers and grandfathers raising children, their their children's children, they're growing up with their country music from the, the 80s and of course the 1990s. Is that something you would agree with too? Yeah,
2: yeah, I would agree with that for sure.
0: Okay, uh, one thing I didn't know about you is that you produce all of your own albums. Which you know, when you put an album together nowadays, there's a lot of working parts. But you're kind of handling all this on your own, right?
2: Well, um, I have produced on my own, and uh, but I, I found the last few years I, I really kind of favor the co-producing side of it. But I'm, I am, I'm very hands-on. You know, you would be surprised. Um, there, there are artists that. They want to just come in, let the producer build the tracks, you know, record the tracks, they come in and put their voice on, and they leave, and they don't hear it again until it's finished. I'm a hands on kind of girl, and I'm there from the start to the very I'm involved in every part of the process, you know the process, even even we're in there working with the engineer to mm-hmm. help mix it and I've just got real definite ideas of how I want it to sound, and you know before i um I guess some of that is a product uh, uh, due to the fact that before, see, I had, uh, I was a late bloomer. And so I did not have my first hit until I was 31 years old, which is very old in show business terms. Um, but, but from the time I was like 18 to the time I was 31, I was um, in the studio part of Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, uh, I sang jingles, I sang, com- <coughs> excuse me, I sang commercials, I sang on other people's records. I sang a lot of demos and so I had a lot of studio experience and I kind of have been, ended up carrying all of that uh, all of those all of that skill set into making a, my own records.
0: So it's very unique for you cuz you not only know the business side, the performing side, but you also know that producing side, which is uh, you, you kind of like have a trifecta of skills which has really advanced your career, right?
2: Well, it, you know, I've just I you know it's it's it, it, I sometimes I think I've uh I know just enough to get in trouble but um <laughs> but I do I it's it's just mainly I I could just say that it's a part of the process that I do enjoy and it's yeah. tedious man it takes hours and hours and hours sometimes you can spend hours just on a guitar sound or a uh you know uh you know you mix mix and remix and mix and mix and mix and and then but i i like it for some reason i i, I do enjoy it so what's it, which is really funny because in every other uh area of my life i have rampant add but when for some reason when i get in the studio i can focus until everybody else just drops on the floor <laughs> so i can't you know go figure so what's like the
0: most memorable jingle you've ever sang
2: um well <laughs> there's a story it's funny that you should ask that there is a story behind that um, I was a young uh, wannabe artist, but I was still paying my dues and in the studio, like I said, you know, paying, singing jingles and stuff like that for a living. But I'd been working with a little pickup band. That's where it's not your own band, but they learn your songs. And
1: mm-hmm.
2: I was down in Columbus, Georgia, and I was down there for like, I think it was a two week sit down gig, which is unusual. And i would gotten I'm down there by myself and I got really depressed really depressed and uh, i think the last night for some reason they had these tequila stations and uh i just i really this is not like me but i tied one on and i i'll you know i like a glass of wine at night but i'm i am I rarely ever just go for it and i went for it
1: <laughs>
2: so i had the worst hangover and nearly missed my plane and somehow i got back and and i can't believe i did this but um so I came back to Nashville and I had to sing a Coke commercial. Oh,
1: <gasps> wow! And
2: I was kicking my, I was kicking myself, you know, mentally kicking myself all the way back to Nashville. And I was running late, and I, I got in there, and there they all are, and they're waiting and everything. And I, I sang that Coke commercial. I don't know how I sang it, and um, I hit the highest note, other than uh, some of the notes I hit on Memphis. I hit the highest note that I had ever sung. <laughs> <laughs> And I got it done, and I was able to pay my mortgage for another year. So there you go. That's that story.
0: That's incredible uh do you do you still have a but, copy of that jingle
2: Oh no, I, I, somewhere. Somewhere in
0: all my archives. I'm going to have to get on YouTube now and try to find this thing. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, one last thing I want to ask you about, um, and I did not know this about you, but uh, apparently you're a very avid gardener and you actually have a rose named after you?
2: I do. I do. I I got so into it that I started meeting all these uh, people in the plant world and, uh, they're like musicians, you know, they're crazy. They're just just—they're so passionate. And, uh, and I really kind of hit it off with a lot of people in that world, you know, from growers to nursery own, you know, nursery owners to um, horticulturalists and garden designers. It's just like, I don't know, I just kind of fell into this uh, group of people. And uh, one of the people that I met, turns out that he um, was the head of the uh national rose association a gentleman by the name of bob whittaker and uh yeah he lived in suburban nashville just uh, not too many miles away from me and uh, he called me one morning he goes uh i really think that i we would love to have a a, a new rose hybrid named after you and i just was so honored because there's some that's good company you know there's a lot of people that uh that I look up to have have roses or flowers named after them. Dolly Parton's got a rose yeah. and Patsy Cline and Amy Grant and just all kinds of people, uh, Minnie Pearl. And, um, so yeah, there's Pam Tillis rose and there's even a Pam Tillis daylily. So it's huh.
0: kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. You know, I would love to reach a point in life where I get, what I, when I get a plant named after me, it doesn't even have to be a rose. It, it could be like, I don't know, okay. like, could, l- could like some like weeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A cactus. A like,
1: weed?
0: yeah, I'm good for that. Yeah. All right. Pam Tillis <laughs> is on the hotline with me. I know, uh, I know you're a little long winded today. I know you had a lot of interviews, so I don't want to keep you too long here, but uh, let's just go over one more time when this album's going to be out and where they can find it mm-hmm. and uh, what they can expect from it.
2: Uh, the album's coming out April 23rd to April 24th, and you can find it on all the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, and keep up with me on all the socials, the regular stuff, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, gosh, yeah, wherever, you know, all those all this places. It's, all, it's a whole new world with that stuff. But uh, uh, I just uh, hope that everybody gets a chance to check out the record, and I hope everybody stays safe and uh, we, you know, and just, uh, everybody's patient till we can get back out there, but we're going to keep the music going. That's a promise.
0: And you know, while everybody's doing the social distancing, maybe they can take uh, some advice from you and take up gardening as a, as a hobby now, right?
2: <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny. I saw a thing on, uh, on the line and somebody said, uh, my grandmother was not worried about her, uh, food uh, the safety of her food supply. And it showed this lady out <laughs> in her garden, you know, holding her tomatoes and everything. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a very therapeutic hobby.
0: Okay. Pam, tell us on the hotline here, it is so good to talk to you again. Maybe I'll see you later this year, try to catch one of your dates, or maybe if they have a delayed CMA fest, I'll see you there too. <laughs>
2: Okay, I
0: look forward to it. All right, God bless, Pam, and stay healthy and safe. A pleasure talking to you, and I wish you nothing but the best on this new album. Have a great time with it.
2: I will. Take
0: care now. See exclusive video interviews and content now with the Big Rick in the Morning YouTube channel. Subscribe now at onairwithrick.com. Thanks for listening to the Big Rick Podcast. Remember to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are heard.